Hello and welcome to Free Turnstiles Podcast. We take an in-depth look at the lower leagues of Scottish football. Joined as always by Muzza and James. How are you, gentlemen? Grand, aye. Very good. All right. Not bad. It's going down as I speak. <laughs> uh, it's cooling off a wee bit. Good. For those of you that were unaware in the Championship and League One editions this week, Muzz was toiling a bit with the heat, but he looks to have um, returned to a more comfortable temperature. Um, so thanks for joining us back this week after scouting and work commitments prevented recording last week. Uh, and as the people have demanded, three episodes this week, one per division, Championship, League One and League Two. This is obviously the League Two edition. As always, if you'd like the video, subscribe to the channel on YouTube. That would help us massively. Any thoughts, feedback? Comments, get us in the comment section on this or on Twitter at Turnstiles. The Muzz League Two was not very exciting at the weekend. Looking through the fixtures, um, two of the games had uh, one goal, two of the games had two goals, and one game had one game had three goals. What what do you want to talk about first? Kelly bandwagon continuing. Get that out of the way. I think it's gonna be a common thread every week. To be fair. Yeah, I fancied them against Edinburgh City, who have um, been toiling, um, but not not the most emphatic victory. But um, it's just it's a victory against one of the um, you know proposed top half rivals. So it's just another another uh, feather in their cap. And two of the um, um, two of the things that I saw East uh, East Fife Edinburgh City didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, again, I go back to their their lineup. It's looking a bit a bit flat nowadays. Um, having lost, obviously, Talisman, Blair Henderson, uh, set piece extraordinaire, Craig Thompson. To be fair, you maybe don't realise the effect exactly. set pieces had. Do you know? Yeah, and how important like Sandy Black in the middle were, and, uh, and then Henderson at the back as well Brown, as another. They'll miss Brown massively, I think. Aye, hugely. He's already stepped. You know, uh, kicking on, cogging the midfield for Queen's Park. So mm-hmm. They're uh, yeah, they've taken a bit of a hit in the squad. Um, and up front, Shanley and Robertson, two young guys, two guys that'll run the channels for you all day, but um, lacking real kind of goal, goal scoring prowess. So wasn't too surprised at the result. The only surprise was that it maybe wasn't more convincing. Um, and they're looking solid, aren't they? Across the board, Kelly, like they're back four over. Um, kind of just doing exactly what you thought he would do. If they can keep him fit, he's far too good for, for League Two. He was talked about as a premiership, potential premiership and a half about three years ago. I know premiership teams that were sniffing about him when he was kind of kicking on at Morton. Um, uh-huh. Higginball from Cardall, Barron, Tids are they're just looking absolute solid. Even their bench, you just spoke about Edinburgh City missing Black, uh, Andy Black. He's on the bench for Kelly. You know, that shows you. Yeah. The difference in Cambria, that was without Tam Riley as well. Um, he wasn't playing, it was Barron in there with Tidzer and Barjona. So ah, they're just flying, aren't they? James, what's your thoughts yeah. on Kelty? You know, well, knew they'd do well, but there's one thing everyone's saying, I Kelty will be fine. But, you know, they've went in and they've won three and, and only drawn with four for so far. They seem to be, they seem to do well. And I think, I don't know if it's coming from the Lowland League, but they seem to have had the money down there that they can afford to maybe take some risks on players and they've, they've carried that forward, I think. Um, someone like Darren Jameson, who's had a mixed career, sort of from the heights of championship all the way down to, you know, non, like non-pyramid football. I was going to say non-league, but it's, you know, it's semantics. So the non-pyramid football, they've come in, 
sticking with folk like him and goals, you know, could have been a risk because he's never really been in, to my recollection, a team that's like pushing for promotion or a team that's like top half anywhere. So folk like him seem to be coming into their own. You know, you spoke about Oweyer. Berzonis, I think, coming in for Rangers is a great sign and he seems to be sort of industrious in that midfield now and he's, we spoke about the yeah, the intangibles in the, the League One episode. He seems to be that um, for Kelty and they can rely on someone like Austin if they're toiling to, you know, crop up with a bit of magic for them. So they've done well that they seem to be investing money in players but it's not, it's not wasted money. I think there's a temptation if you're in the Lowland League and you're seeing how other teams are doing and you think you can push yourself on that way. Or even the Highland League, that you're just going to throw money and get up and then you know try and throw more money at it again. There's money involved, definitely. I uh, couldn't tell you how much, but the players they've got, we know there's money involved. But it's, 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 it seems to be good investment in the right players at the right uh, place. It's the right type of players, you're right, because it's easy for teams to invest and the players to drop, like Barjonas to drop from Rangers, although, albeit not first team, to uh, League Two. It's easy for them just to get the cigars out and be like, oh, it's fine. I, I don't fancy it today, but Joe Carter will do it or, or just give it a Higginbotham or Austin will score. But the attitude, must, the players from the games I've seen so far, they, it looks spot on. They're not there just for a payday or to get the deck chairs out. And that's kudos to the manager, to be fair. Yeah, definitely. They should, seem to be showing collective ambition and, and kind of bought into the whole idea that they can be part of something special, you know, a part of a, a team that can... You know, success and breeds good morale and confidence mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah, they'll they'll all be they'll all be playing for each other. They'll all be they'll all be in it together. And uh, it's just they've got a squad that you know that's the envy of everyone else in the league, not and just that league. You know, league above. If I'm so, if I'm a manager yeah, good, going into a, good, a team in the Lowland League, just like you were saying in terms of it's the right players and the attitude, I'd be going into teams in the Lowland League and I'd be looking around who's nearby. I'd be taking players that were getting released because there's certainly a little bit of money to spend. I'd be saying, look, you've been released by a Premiership team, a Championship team, League One team, whoever. Go and prove that you're good enough to play pyramid football. Mm-hmm. And then you go, you move yourself into League Two and then you take players again. And you say, well, you've been released from a, champ- a Premiership team, a Championship team. Go and prove that you deserve to be up there. Aye, absolutely. And um, James, it was the, the James... Derby was your favourite League Two team playing your least favourite League Two team that ended in a stalemate. Uh, yeah. Um, a red card as well, though. So I was going to say, a good old ding dong by the same the, the James Derbies are always feisty occasions, and I'm glad to see that Ross Clark took it with the respect and seriousness that it deserved by taking his red. No, nah, he's, he's got to. We've had goals, we've had red cards. What's, what's not to like? And, I think I've called it a year too early in terms of Steny. I mean, look at them now. And plugging for Cowden <laughs> last season. Look at them now. Everyone's going, everyone's coming up roses, man. Uh, I, I think, saw, <coughs> to I be fair, Cowden, I think in a more general sense, I've not got a clue what's happening in League Two. Because teams that I thought would be absolutely atrocious <laughs> are just turning it on. And it's it's mental. Like, Kelty are, for me... They're not by by far and away league leaders to snow, but I think they will be. But beyond that, it's it's dog eat dog, really. What's what's going on? That's a good point, by the way, for, for Cowden, because we've spoken about Cowden like numerous times. They need that starting eleven, their best eleven to be playing. And they've only been able to name three subs. One of them's a goalie. So they're missing probably from their best team, the boy Todd uh from centre half, because Craig Thompson's had to go in and play centre half. 
They're missing. Uh, By the way, I think we missed out when you were talking about Edinburgh City. He's the that's what we said. Uh, we're missing his set huge. pieces. Aye. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mullen, Mullen's been missing from right back. Uh, Kyle Miller's been missing from middle of the park. Meaning Buchanan is going to play central. So, Cowden, mm-hmm. they've got those injuries, but they've managed now to, uh, to plug out a point, which they'll probably be happy with. You wonder, much what's their ambition? The Cowden just want to stay up? Does Bowen think, Jink, then kick on and push playoffs? Do they just want to improve on last season's finishing? What do you think? They, what's the what's the aim? Yeah, I, think, I think he's always. I think like, real. I think realistically, he's always going to think we can get in about the playoffs. You know, we have the potential. So safety first. The more that they, the more that they dig, aye, But the more that they dig these results, and the more they think, okay, we're only two place, two points from fourth place here. Uh, they're uh, they're going to go for it. They're not going to just. They're not going to lie and accept. Mid- mm. Uh, when when they're an established league club and have been for years now, they're going to blue cup. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's they're, they're, I think I think they're I think they're going to be all right uh, this season. And I think like results excited it because it's well documented that they had a squad uh, uh, due to COVID, um, mm-hmm. but they've pulled out. You know, they've won one 0 down to Steny, and you think ah, it's it's too much for them, but they've equalised ten minutes later and, and held out for, for a point away. A team that people were tipping to be, uh, you know, title contenders because the recruitment that they'd done. So it's just a little uh, early doors, but it's a little pointer of I think where they're going to be at. And yes, if that continues, aye, of course he's going to fancy it. Mm-hmm. And we, sir, Jimmy, I, I don't. I think I think he knows. I think that. he knows they're not going to win the league, but. Mm-hmm. James, I fear a wee bit. Um, I was going to say just that I think he's building a good team and a good core, and we've spoken about it quite a lot. But every year that they don't go up and they just try and consolidate, that team's getting another year older, and it's a team that's a lot of those key players are you know beginning to encroach into their thirties. Some of them getting into the later parts of their thirties. Like at some point, he needs to almost start flooding in some newer people in that mm-hmm. in that core group because that team, like Muzzy said, I think comfortably will be will be in the league and should or could potentially be pushing for playoffs. But next season, where do they go? Because if they don't go up next season, they've got the same squad but just a little bit older and a, a yard slower. And you know, it, it begins to just sort of accumulate and what is a good squad just now might fall by the wayside. This you know, it's not now or never because they're not pushing to be top spot, but it's, you know, it is after a, a period of uncertainty. I think this is a period of steadiness, but you can't, you can't then rest, basically, is what I'm, what I'm driving at you. And, um, and also on Saturday, a bunch of guys went up to Elgin and got a draw. Yeah, called that one incorrect as well, haven't I? So. I must, um, uh, four for slipping off the, the pace a wee bit at the top, but a tricky place to go up to Elgin, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they'll be, they'll, they'll probably take that draw. I don't know. They'll they'll, they'll fancy themselves every game as well for. But, uh, good yeah, good news for them that, that Anderson started Travis on the bench. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just white now, and <laughs> the the dream back three. Um. So yeah, uh, they're they're going well. Um. They had their own with, with Kelty last week, so um. I think I think Annan could could tail off 
there's mm-hmm. a there's a neck in the line for you. I think about the Kintail off Forfar will start to establish himself in that. And Elgin because I think Elgin doing what Elgin doing just players. And Elgin doing James like I think I put Annan bottom, so they may well tail off. Um, because they're currently sitting second, so. Elgin just, just nudging yeah. himself into that playoff-ish, you know, fourth, fifth, you know, just as they do every season. I think they belong there, Elgin, though, because, again, looking at the match shot after Hester staying, the, the Dingwall brothers, who, you know, could be playing at level, O'Keefe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the experience at the back with Spark and Little, um, and McHale's been outstanding for them last couple of seasons so um, they just need to get a bit of momentum to get a bit of form but it's hard to get form and momentum in a league where so many kind of good teams are quite an even pegging so and talking of momentum, you can like see James, why a good, a good team like them are sitting fifth at the moment and, and, and talking of momentum like James said they're adding up to second kind of plugging on good one no one away at Albin Rose for them James I and it comes off the back of me beginning to be a little bit more convinced by Albion Rovers. Going, you know what, Albion Rovers could be the deal here. I think Annan are going to struggle. Maybe we won't see Albion get sort of drifting down as they were last season. We've not got anyone rooted directly to the bottom. And, you know, this could be Albion and Annan are, are going to be that team down the bottom. And then it sort of flip reverses it uh, a little bit old school. And we're back, yeah. So I think that's an excellent win um, for Annan because... Like you say, and like I've mentioned before, every point for them is going to be massive. Um, and every point in that division is going to be massive. So just to keep accumulating these three points is huge in order to keep them keep them safe. But again, you, I worry like depth-wise for both Annan and Albion. Um, they both just look like teams that, that just go for it and just hope, sort of hope for the best. They don't necessarily look like teams that are playing for playing for much or playing to a massive system or mm-hmm. or playing for something bigger. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're playing to stay in the league and they're playing to try and get as many points as possible, but I don't know. There's, yeah, there, it just seems like they're they're just there. Uh, I don't know how to... It was a tricky one, Must They obviously to lost... To, better. They lost to four for first game, didn't they? But since then, they've won three in the bounce, including a 3-1 uh, at home, uh, Stone Albion. It was 3-1, wasn't it? Well, they beat Stone Albion at home, anyway, scored in three. Um, yeah. So since that first game, they've kind of kicked on, haven't they? Yeah, that and that was that was definitely the standout result that um, beating of of uh, Sterling Albion. Ah, last weekend, yeah, um, the weekend before, yeah. And Stranraer away, uh, that's a that's a good result as well um, mm-hmm. to get them to 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 kick them on and start building that momentum. But I, um, Albion was again like James is saying. I I, I thought they were. They were going to do a bit of a cowding and show they're going to be no pushovers, but um, it's it's uh, not to be so far. I'm talking about linking it back to the Cowden Beath. Uh, you know how, how they're going to do. They've actually got Annan um, mm-hmm. at home this weekend, and that's where that's where Boland's going to go. You know, maybe we are in the mix mm-hmm. early doors as it is because if I I would fancy them to take Annan at home. Suddenly, Annan get pulled back in, and uh, Cowden gain some ground in them, and, and they're kind of in the mix. So, um, and then Aye, you look at Annan's run after that. They've got Steny at home, Elgin away, Edinburgh at home. So, and then Kelty away. So, they've got a tricky, tricky run in ahead. Uh, hence they... why I, my prediction is that I think they'll be okay, but they might tail 
from the Teddy Heights, you know. Before we get the predictions of the results at the weekend, Muzz, I'm going to come to you because you had Stranart finished ninth and they're struggling a wee bit. I know they've got that game in hand, don't they, against, that they need to play against Cowden, but bottom of the league and another like heavy home defeat there, wasn't it? 3-0 against Stalin Albion. Uh, I think if, if Albion um, could have asked to play anyone, it would have been Stranart. Um, just just given the, the kind of situation they're finding themselves in. Um, and I think uh, the return of Mackin for Stirling Albion's possibly um, been a factor in that convincing result there because the, the loss of him seemed to, you know, align itself with a bit of a lack of form. So mm-hmm. uh, Stranard in a bit of trouble. I, I think they need players. I don't think can muster any last-minute business, but they need players, they need experience. Um, and they've got a, a rookie manager in, in Hamill, so... Um, which could work well for team. Um, he's struggling a wee bit. It's got shades of uh, Gavin last year where uh, he didn't quite have time to mm-hmm. to save for, but um, now that he's got a bit more time and he's used contacts and he's brought in some good players, Hamill needs to, he should mm-hmm. be given time for sure, obviously, but he needs that's, to, I think, add to that squad. That's, yeah. that's I, I have results, said yeah. before, though, that I thought he was, you know, I was sold on the romantic vision of them all being young players and a, an inexperienced squad, because he is as well, but I've just been sitting clicking through the, the their ages there, and a lot, to be fair, a lot of the players are 20s, early 20s, if not younger. He's got a 33-year-old talking about as well, so there's more than one person who's late 20s into 30s. You, I'm now beginning to wonder, how long can you claim that actually we've got a young squad when you could almost make a spine of boys who have had... I like Sir Robertson, I Yeah, beyond 10 years' experience in the league. Like, it, it's, it's good to say, and I think he does have it inexperience and youth and inexperience in certain places, but he also does realistically have older players or experienced players who can see them over the line because even some of the younger players or players who would maybe edge into the younger category, still played enough games that you're not looking at boys that have, you know, they've made it to 24 with zero games under their belt because they're just sort of hanging about and hoping to eventually break off the bench. Like, it is... It, it's from an inexperienced manager. It sounds like it's another way to buy time, and I think he's just trying to make sure, you know what, just trust us and, and things will come good, I promise. But, you know, how long does that promise last? And you would hate to see them sort of pull the trigger and think, you know what, we are, we used to be a bigger team than being bottom of league too. It's, I saw Duffy obviously try to phase himself out of playing, but they brought him on at half-time at 2-0, Daryl Duffy, so that, that yeah. he, he'll maybe be back in the, the lineup for Saturday because it's a tricky one for them. We'll get your predictions. Um, so you, you're back in Cowden at home, Ann and Strenoir, who have just spoken about travel to Forfa. That's uh, got to be four for for me, yeah. I'm going to back four for, and I'm also going to back Gowden. Steny play Kelly. Kelly, I think. Steny yet to convince me. I'll back you on that. Sterling Albion host Albion Rovers. Battle with Albion. I I think this could be a shock. Um, have Albion Rovers not gone there last season and got the result? Maybe. I think, I think it, they did towards the Maybe that's not accurate, but um, Albion Rovers are pretty unpredictable, but you, you've got a back Sterling Albion. Sterling Albion. I've heard we spoke about Albion going to, or Sterling going to Albion because of the pitch and 
being able to change it up and that kind mm. of thing. So I feel like we spoke quite a lot about the reverse fixture last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's maybe a lot of kind of um, Friday night game. I'm going uh, the 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 Edinburgh Elk can, can be quite a they they can be quite high scoring affairs. Uh, there can be goals um, in there, man. <laughs> it's a repeat of the playoff, isn't it? Um, yeah, Elgin my point so, to prove. That would be the draw in the in the fixture list for me. Yeah, I'm gonna just do the exact same as you. I think. Yeah, so I'm back in the draw. Yeah, James, we'll get yours cowed in at home, Annan. I'm worried I'm going to go exactly the same here, and it's going to be really boring. But um, Cowden. Four for Stranraer. Mm, just the guys, just four for. The guys, Kelty, Stennett. Uh, that's Kelty all day for me. Sterling, Albion. Versus. <laughs> <Good. laughs> uh, uh, Sterling for me. And Edinburgh, Elgin. I'm going to go. And I want to say draw, but I'm going to change it and say it's going to be Edinburgh City because I think I'm going with the old tired legs syndrome. Um, who wants to be hoofing it down for Elgin on a Friday evening if you've been a day at the bricks? By the way, that's so, tight. An Edinburgh win. Boys will, need, boys will actually need time off what, won't they? Because to get down to Edinburgh for a 7.45 kickoff from Elgin, you know, you're leaving to get there at, what, 6 o'clock at absolute, but quite about 6. Hoofing somewhere. somewhere. I'm not having it anymore. You're hoofing somewhere that during rush hour. Either, either that time. or boys are taking full days off. Aye. I guarantee someone somewhere is going to be stuck in a rush hour traffic, sweating that he's going to miss the warm-up. Stick to your word then, Mas. Back Elgin if you don't think it's a thing. Well, I just, I'm back in the draw, but I don't, I don't think that's a fact. I don't think the journey thing is a factor. There's too many. Well, I'd like to get the data on that. We'll see. It's something that's always said and it never, or it, either that or it never happens when you say it well. It might, it might be that. I'm getting at, but it can't be true because if it was true, the league two would just be full of Inverness, Peterhead, Ross County. Elgin. How often do they hoof it down Edinburgh on a Friday night? Uh, true, true. Friday um, night, the weekend starts now, gentlemen. That's let, let, let us know your thoughts in the comments or on Twitter. Is it a thing? Uh, the the Cove fans will be able to chip in as well if they're watching this one. So that's our predictions. Thanks very much for joining. We'll be back to review these games and preview the next round. But I say, if you'd like to video, subscribe to the channel. That would help us massively. Let us know your thoughts in the comments on YouTube or both or Twitter uh, at Turnstiles there. And we'll see you again soon. Take care. Cheers.